Hello, Innovate IPM community. It is Rob Williams, your host of the podcast. Thanks for joining us today. We're going to talk about the latest in construction technologies with Eric Cravella of Digital Construction Works. This is an outstanding organization that is developing the cutting edge of construction technologies that include digital twinning and project execution, 4D earth moving optimization, integrated advanced work packaging, 4D construction verification, and 4D temporary facilities and equipment planning. And we'll take a deep dive into what all of this means in our conversation with Eric. Quick shout out to the Digital Construction Works website, uh, digitalconstructionworks.com. Go check it out. It's got a ton of information in there, really useful stuff, blogs, webinars, white papers, newsletters for all those info junkies out there. And before we start, as always, let's give a shout out to our own website, innovateipm.com. You'll go there, sign up for our newsletters, and stay in tune with what's going on. Also go to iTunes, look for Innovate IPM, give us a rating, a review. Uh, that's how we get new listeners. So if you can do that for me, that would be really great. Follow me on LinkedIn, uh, Robin Williams. You can find Innovate IPM's company page on there. And lastly, find me on Twitter, handle at Rob Will underscore IIPM. Now, let's talk to Eric. Mr. Eric Curvella, how are you today, sir? Hey, real good, Rob. Yeah, great, man. Really appreciate you coming on the show. You know, you and I have had conversations uh, leading up to this show, and I think what, you, what you're doing at Digital Construction Works is is really fascinating, and I think the, the Innovate IPM community is going to appreciate it. I think you've got a lot of value to provide, so thank you so much for being on. Uh, tell, tell, us, tell the audience a little bit about yourself. Hi. Well, I um, got about 25 years worth of experience in um, doing construction automation work. I uh, uh, grew up in Pittsburgh, went to Penn State, and uh, coming out of Penn State, went and uh, connected with a buddy of mine a couple years after school. I was working for a management consulting firm and connected with a good buddy of mine and uh, developed, uh, he did some cool stuff at NASA, and we took that, we commercialized that. And started uh, a business and uh, built a program called Constructsim uh, back in 2000, 2001, and started doing work packaging and constraint analysis. Grew the business up, uh, did some work with Roman Haas and then Zachary, and eventually grew the business up, sold it off to Bentley Systems in 2008. I stuck around at Bentley uh, and uh, did business development related to work face planning, work packaging, uh, advanced work packaging, 4D, 5D, and construction automation. Um, and then just last year, broke off and um, uh, uh, Greg Bentley asked me to go do this Digital Construction Works, uh, a, a company that's a, a joint venture company between Bentley Systems and Topcon Positioning Group. Uh, Topcon makes machine control, geo-positioning devices, uh, LIDAR, laser scanners, robotic total stations, and machine control. And of course, Bentley has the, uh, does a lot of engineering and uh, collaboration software, asset-wise, project-wise, microstation, 
uh, and they uh, synchro in the construction space. So God, uh, God asked to go do this digital construction works as a digital integrator, a digital accelerator, and uh, to take, uh, take that and move that forward. So jumped off, and now I'm at Digital Construction Works heading up uh, business development for the Americas. Nice. Very cool, man. And in the way you said that uh, it's an integrator and an accelerator of, of digital, um, you, you, got, you made it almost sound like Google X of the construction tech world. Would you think that's a fair statement? Well, it's if you look at the structure of the parent companies, right? So you have Bentley that is uh, uh, very much on on the on the software side for capital projects and looking to do uh, advanced infrastructure, advancing infrastructure related projects. But really looking at it from a kind of a, a engineering procurement construction side of it, well, more the, the engineering and the, the construction side of it, mm-hmm. and then connecting the dots with the assets. And then you look at Topcon that makes these geo-positioning devices and machine control. So the marriage of those two companies is really uh, the ability to bring together the 4D, 5D with more a virtual construction model, a model-centric approach, and then close the gap with being able to capture the as-is conditions out in the field. So it's the kind of the plan versus the actual versus the as-is. And to be able to monitor that and close the gap and create a fast feedback loop from the field back into the virtual construction model mm-hmm. that creates a digital twin during construction. So yeah. it's really interesting possibilities in terms of combining the, 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 the 4D, 5D with the work packaging and the constraint analysis to make a project more efficient during the, 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 the CapEx portion of it, but simultaneously deliver a digital twin mm-hmm. by closing that gap and not only doing the, the work, planning the work better, taking it out to the field, but then verifying, doing the construction verification that that work has been done and to, to automate that and keep a model up to date. So take a virtual construction model, keep it up to date and evergreen with reality out in the field. So essentially, you, you can drastically improve field productivity, but then simultaneously as you're doing that, you're developing an accurate, an accurate as-built model of the facility mm-hmm. or effectively a construction digital twin yep. that operations could take and then go use it as part of their performance twin, if you will. Yeah, and, and so, so all of that fascinates, fascinates me to know in, and I've told you that several times now, the, the thing that, that I hear when you're describing this stuff, and, and there's a lot of technological um, words that you're using that probably the listeners don't fully understand. So we're going to dig into those a little bit. But the thing, the core of what I hear you say is we can take data from the field and create the, the as-built. We can, we can monitor the data in, in a more accurate way. And then all of that can roll back into the process for, for later use as well. And so I think that when you think about any, anybody that's been on a construction project or, or even in the engineering phases of the project, know that those are like the hardest, most unruly things to deal with. That's what makes our job hard. It becomes hard work. So what you're talking about, and, and you guys have, have some labs that actually do the R&D work to, to solve these problems. But what you're talking about is using these emerging technologies like digital twinning, like um, 
Uh, you didn't say smart contracts, but I know that's in there somewhere. And you're applying this back to the to the actual development process of the project and execution process. And so, so that is what's going to make things easier for people in the future when these things begin rolling out on a, on a mass scale. Um, let's talk about the planning part of this whole thing, though, right? Because you guys are big advocates of the advanced work packaging system. How does the technology marry up with the advanced work packaging system? Excellent. Well, you know, um, I, I've spent uh, my career kind of building up workface planning, advanced work packaging. So within the greater community, I'm the chair of the CII, uh, Construction Industry Institute, uh, their advanced work packaging community of business advancement. So it's been fun to, uh, to partake in that side of it. But in terms of the technology and, and, and really automating the work packaging aspects, there's, uh, things have grown exponentially over the past couple years, and we really have a lot of momentum being built up around this concept of advanced work packaging, which is basically doing more detailed planning and constraint analysis to make the crews out in the field more productive, to shave up to 10% off the total install cost, and to improve safety by reducing total recordable incident rates and dart rates by up to 30%. So, and... There's a, a really big role for technology to be played in that in terms of executing those sorts of workflows to really facilitate the work packaging aspects over the life cycle of a project. So, uh, you know, starting early on with a backwards planning effort, taking a, a 4D tool like Synchro and being able to, to, to do the path of construction, sequence out the project, and start looking at it from an engineering perspective in terms of, okay, develop your construction work areas, develop your construction work packages, the path of construction, and then for each of those construction work packages that are gonna be sequenced out in the field, look at it from a, an engineering perspective, look at it from a procurement perspective. And then as you get progressed through that, you take your construction work packages that an area discipline level and you break those down into installation work packages and then into test packages, turnover packages, and work it throughout the startup packages, work it out through the, the life cycle of these different work package types. Mm -hmm. Technology plays a key role in terms of data drives the level of predictability that you can get and the level of visibility that you can have on a project. So the idea is really to, to, to put in place the data requirements and the digital threads early on in a project to drive the linkage of the various project IT systems, the, the interoperability amongst these different systems. So the, the CAD model, the isometric, the information coming from the, the fabrication level details coming from the structural fabricator and the piping fabricator, as well as linking in the materials management system, linking it in with the field mobility, all these different project IT systems, the schedule, the quantity tracking database, the engineering list. So to get all those to talk together and to inter, uh, be interoperable and then to do the change management on that is not a trivial exercise, right? So technology plays a key role in terms of integrating these various project IT systems together around the model-centric approach where you keep a, a, a data-driven 
virtual construction model that effectively implements digital workflows to enable the path of construction to be more easily defined and your constructability analyses and to create your various work packages and to implement digital workflows that relate to these uh, the value scenarios. So if I want to execute constraint-free work packages out in the field, I set up these automated processes where I create the work packages and then I look at it from a constraint analysis perspective to make sure everything has uh, arrived on site and bagged and tagged and scaffold support equipment with the idea being that if when I release this package out to the field, I know it can be done. But I'm managing all this electronically using data and, and integrating these project IT systems together, including the, the major constraints on the material side of it. So being able to understand what materials have arrived on site is huge, right? Or where they're at in the procurement process. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then linking that in with keeping that information once the package goes out to the field, being able to progress that, taking that an iPad or a tablet back out to the field, and then being able to progress that. So updating the model and color coding it uh, based off of what inf- what's been completed out in the field. So you're essentially creating a, a fast feedback loop back into the virtual construction model to keep it up to date. Um, and then you add in the, the capabilities on the back end in terms of what's possible in terms of flying a drone or mobile mapping or using a robotic total station or even a, a, a slam, like a backpack, where you can walk through a, a refinery or, or a, a brownfield environment and capture the as-is conditions, but take that back to the virtual construction model. So effectively, the plan, what you, you set up, here's what we said we were gonna do, capture the, you know, here's what we actually did, take that back to the model, but then capture the as-is conditions as well. So technology plays a key role in integrating all this together and uh, the key part of that is some of the work that uh, we've been doing at CII related to AWP digital uh, uh, digital threads and AWP data requirements. So later this fall, we're releasing a uh, the, these two guides, uh, a research team uh, related to AWP digital threads and a joint working group that's created a guide <clears throat> for uh, AWP digital or, or, or data requirements, I should say, to be where owners could take that sort of information and put it into their contracts and help facilitate a level of interoperability and visibility into their supply chain. So it's it's the data that really gets you to a level of predictability. Yeah. Yeah. Let me let me ask you this because you 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 mentioned a term that I think it's important to to define here, and that's data threads. So when we say data threads, break that down into its simplest terms. What does that look like on a construction site? Digital threads. Digital threads. <clears throat> digital threads as it for it for this instrument for this transmitter. What does this touch? What does this look like throughout the whole life cycle of this project? You know, what what different manuals does this show up in, and how does it represent it? What information do I need to collect related to this area? <clears throat> or this tag number. Mm-hmm. So it's really becomes the backbone of interoperability because it says, okay, for, for this instrument, I need to know this information. It needs to have this attribution. And then to be able to look at that through the whole life cycle of the project, 
uh, and or or the asset, if you will, or that tag number. Where does that all the touch points for that that particular data and what data I want to collect from that? So essentially, if I put into my contracts, I want this information related to this. Uh, engineering work packages or for this particular discipline for piping isometrics this is what's important data wise for me to collect on that in order to manage that data throughout the whole process and then to facilitate interoperability and the level of change management that's necessary to get there so digital threads is really uh, a, a way to look at it as a uh, uh, the data requirements to drive a level of interoperability. Mm-hmm. So it's a real foundational um, capability that if we can all agree on certain data formats and frequencies, and this is the the what's worthwhile collecting, this is the nice to have, this is the must haves, then we can start putting that into our contracts and explaining that to our supply chain in terms of okay. You need to deliver this information with this attribution, this format, this frequency in order to drive a level of standardization and interoperability into the industry that is so fragmented right now. So it's uh, digital threads is what's going to bring that fragmentation and bring it uh, into more of a mesh net, if you will, and and really connect the dots between these disparate project IT systems and the stakeholders on a project to truly connect the EP to the C into the completions commissioning into the operations. So they're foundational in order to get to a digital twin is to have this at a data level in order to facilitate that interoperability. Yeah. And I I see that fragmentation as, as the, the sort of the hill to overcome, right? Because that's, that's where the biggest problems come with, with any kind of introducing any kind of new technology into a a really antiquated, especially when we talk about industrial construction. I mean, let's be honest, it's, it's an antiquated um, um, industry overall. And so getting into that antiquated industry and bringing everybody up to speed and teaching them what it means to assemble a digital thread and then finally getting them all to agree to what that thread should look like. That sounds like the, the biggest challenge. Is that true? Um, it is, uh, but it isn't. So, you know, technology is only a portion of it. I, I've for the past several years, I've run around telling everybody, Hey, it's 10% technology. It's 90% sociology, mm-hmm. right? So it's not only the, like the technology aspects of it, it's it's the training, it's the education, it's the contract language, it's the incentives, it's the level of commitment, right? So there's a lot of uh, the organizational change management, right? And so there's a lot more to it. And so in the industrial world, it might not be 10% technology, 90% sociology anymore. I think we've gotten it to the point where technology is really helping to define the the work processes and align the work processes and mandate uh, a level of compliance towards the best practice. So that ratio of 10 to 90 has probably shifted to to more 20% technology, uh, you know, and 80% sociology, but there's still the the human factor portion of it. There's the, the process, the procedures, the playbooks, the, uh, the training and the education, it really takes, you have to win people over one by one and enlist their, get them on board where they believe 
it's going to be good for that for 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 their project their company but it 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 also is going to be good for their career so it has to be internalized it has to be good at that level in terms of, oh, hey, if I get good at this AWP stuff, it's great for the project, good for the company, but I think I can further my career at this. So it's when it's internalized that you see real real organizational change. Uh, and so that's, that's one of the wonderful things of uh, my job is getting people spun up and getting them to the point where they buy into it, right? So right. the technology is, is an enabler there but you still have to really get people educated and on board. And quite frankly, the only way that this really, we see change driven into our industry is through contracts, right? So owners have to have a top-down commitment to it. They have to put it into their contracts. They have to do the workshops. They have to explain it. Uh, but then you have to, you have to do the win people over one by one to get this to happen, mm-hmm. but use technology as an enabler in order to here's here we're going to make your life easier you get good at this and you know it's going to benefit you so the technology can can help automate those processes and help uh make sure that they're being uh there's compliance to to the best practice but it really it it really takes winning people over uh and getting them on board with uh, the organizational change and incentivizing them to do so yeah, no, no, I, I totally agree. It's, it's it's interesting to see this, you know, um, evolution as it unfolds. Like you said, maybe we're not 10% anymore. Maybe we're 20% tech and, and 80% sociology. But, you know, it's uh, it's definitely an interesting, it's an, actually a diff, an interesting battlefield to play on, if, if you ask me. And that's why I do what I do here, because it's super fascinating. And obviously, I think you feel the same way. Uh, you mentioned contracts. Um, can we talk about smart contracts in relationship to, to AWP? Yeah, it, it, the two go hand in hand. If uh, advanced work packaging is about chunking your work up in the in the smaller increments and various packages, right, and making sure the constraints are satisfied before they're released out to the field, right? But uh, smart contracts, you know, just it, it's adding another layer into it in terms of the verification and automating the the verification that that scope of work has been completed. And so to the extent that you can automate putting your packages together and then take that that concept of, okay, this is the scope of work that needs to be done. I can create a, a extract out of that. These are the man hours. These are the tasks, the work steps out of that. And then go find ways to verify that that work has been done out in the field and do that in an automated fashion through either a tablet out in the field through inspections or using laser scanners or cameras. Finding ways to verify that that work has been done from uh, Internet of Things and various sensors out in the field in order to kind of update it and say, okay, that work has been done, close out that package, pay that person. So linking it in with smart contracts makes sense. And the idea you know, behind the smart contracts is that it, you know, it takes a ton of administrative uh, horsepower, mm-hmm. uh, up to 30% of a capital project is wasted in transactional costs. So mm-hmm. it's, it takes a lot of horsepower in order to manage the three bids and a buy, right? So if you can just, you can get that to the point where it's more of a relational contracting model and you have you all agree on the terms, and you have uh, you're able to still competitively bid it. But then once it's selected, 
you put in place a process to manage that contract that's very automated and to close it out. And you can use technologies like blockchain on the back end so you have a, a, an ability to make sure it's people aren't cheating each other, right? And so and to make sure the contractors get paid quicker, close out that amount of work. So a work package, it's a week's worth of work, shifts worth of work, and then it's either done or it's not done. If it's not done, you want to know what work steps weren't done out of it. But in tying it in with a smart contract, pay me per work step. You know, or pay me per work package and close that out. So the two of them uh, can go quite well hand in hand. And uh, again, tying it in with field-based progressing and this construction verification, that kind of closes the gap between, okay, we planned the work, we did it out in the field, let's verify it's been done and get the contractor paid. You add that in with smart contracts, uh, you know, some of the stuff that's being done, uh, Industry 4.0 and the CII has their operating system 2.0. Mm -hmm. uh, it makes a lot of sense in order to combine those two together. But you know, my focus has largely been on hey, how do we create a a model centric approach and manage that data in such a way that you get to a digital twin. So the smart contracts hasn't been much of a a, a big focus right immediately for me right now. Okay. You know, we're still we're still at the level of how do how do we link all these systems together and all these uh, uh, and, and through a model centric approach in order to clearly measure that we've improved field productivity, right? So we've had a lot of success in working with your shells, your Dow's, and your Exxon's of the world in terms of them being able to take uh, do a, do advanced work packaging using tool sets like uh, uh, ConstructSim and, and Synchro. Uh, and, and, and various project IT systems all linked together, the, the, the procurement data, the schedule data, the cost data, all the engineering, the fabrication, bringing all that together and the commissioning to ensure that the work that goes out to the field can be done and then they close out those packages. And when you compare against industry averages, where can, uh, advanced work packaging is being applied some of our clients have seen 35% improvement in field productivity on their first project, right? But they're, they're, they're looking at it programmatically. So they've applied enough of the upfront resources to put a core team of people together, you know, select their integration tool, uh, and then, you know, really take on a new level of construction management, and then to measure the results. Right. So measuring all the KPIs, are we a fact delivering constraint free work packages out to the field? And uh, so some of our, our clients have really shown some improvement in terms of field productivity that going from an industry average of 37 uh, percent uh, wrench time, time on tools to over 61 percent for pipe and over 70 percent for steel. Right. Just amazing results. Yeah, absolutely. Amazing. No doubt about it. So we've said digital twin a couple of times. Maybe we can break that down as well into to its simplest terms, just for the, the listener who may not be familiar with it. Yeah, on the, on the digital twin side of it, you know, a digital twin uh, effectively is a, um, it's, it, it's a, a virtual representation of the physical asset, right? So you're, you're, you're able to, to start setting up um, – the virtual construction model, the virtual model of that, which um, as a, a construction digital twin, you can start 
looking at it as as more of a, a, a feedback loop coming from the field back into this virtual construction model. So you you define the path of construction. You have you start the basis of having a a, a model, you know, a, a model centric approach, and you're adding intelligence to that constantly updating that and linking it together with the project IT systems. So you have basically an evergreen model. So on a weekly basis, it's updated um, and you're able to know exactly what what's new from engineering, what's been IFC'd, what's, what materials have been procured or arrived on site, and the change management in terms of at that detail component work step level. You have this you have this capability of having this uh, a, a virtual construction model developed, but then on the field side of it, you're updating it with progress out in the field. So you know you're getting that 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 feedback mechanism coming from the field back into the virtual construction model. So essentially, it's a closed, fast feedback loop from the field where you have the actual physical asset, and you're updating the virtual construction model. Uh, to create that digital twin. So at a high level, that's kind of the way I look at digital twins is as a way to uh, um, have a, a fast feedback mechanism coming from um, coming from the field. Is there any predictive capabilities built into that as well? On advanced work packaging, the biggest benefit of it and of digital twinning is to have predictability. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's 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 nice to have the field productivity improvement, but even more important for most owners is a degree of predictability in terms of where I'm at and then being able to anticipate the problems ahead of time. So it's that predictability that is really the, the key to it all. And there absolutely it drives a level of predictability. And it's having those data, having it integrated together and constantly evergreen and that feedback loop from the field that allows you to get to a degree of predictability. Nice. Yeah, I tell you, all this stuff is so fascinating. We could probably talk about it uh, forever. And uh, I definitely want to have you back on so we can dig into even greater detail and all these things. Is there anything else you want to share with the community before we shut it down? You know, I uh, I guess from from my perspective, um, you know, digital construction works. <laughs> you know, uh, you know, it, yeah. it, it's it's a journey, right? It takes it takes a, it's not trivial to get there to to see these returns and to integrate your systems together. But there's no excuse at this point for not doing this. There really is no excuse if you can improve field productivity by upwards of twenty five percent or even 10%, it justifies the, the, the level of effort to do it. So start your journey, right? There's no excuse. There's no big easy button, but there's no excuse for not starting the journey. That's too bad. That's what, we all, that's what we're all looking for is the big red easy button. Well, uh, you know, the, the big red easy button comes from automation tools yeah. and, you know, and the integration that we're doing and the digital threads. So that's where the easy button comes into it. The, the harder part is winning people over and doing the organizational change. So it's a matter of bringing all that together to offer a comprehensive solution that delivers an outcome, right? So it's all getting to more of a relational outcomes-based model that we're all headed towards. That's the journey. Look forward to continuing the discussion with you. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, how can people get a hold of you? Uh, Eric.Crivella at digitalconstructionworks.com. 
Sounds good. Well, thank you so much again for being on. And this is, uh, this is good information. I think it's provided a lot of value to the community. I'm sure you're going to hear from people who are interested in, in what you've got to talk about. Let's do it again soon.